The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Welcome to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Clemens Hoffman. Each week we will discuss tools, tips, and ways to radiate your best life ever interviewing practitioners, authors, and luminaries to help you on your path. Wellness, joy, peace, abundance. What do you want to radiate? Hello, and welcome to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. Today, we are going to radiate forgiveness with Dr. Drayvon James. Now, Drayvon is a, um, an inspirational speaker, is a radio host, and the author of Freedom is Your Birthright. She is the founder of Everyday Peace, which is a platform to, for her to help and inspire others to build the life of their dreams. Using su- her successful pharmacist skills, she brings light into others' lives by sharing her Everyday Peace message. She also hosts her own weekly radio show, which is Everyday Peace on Unity Radio. I love Unity Radio. Hi, Drayvon. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? Fantastic. I I have to say, I was kind of kind of geeky when, as soon as you popped up on Zoom, I was like, oh my gosh, you're gorgeous. So, <laughs> <laughs> but my gosh, a pharmacist, an author, a radio host, you do it all. You know, you, you go around one time and I plan to live my life to the fullest. That's my recommendation for everybody. Right. Try all your dreams once. Oh, I love that. I love that. So, okay. So we were, we were talking about forgiveness today and which we will get to, but I, I want to start with your project of everyday peace and the radio show. What can you tell me, tell us just what that's about? Yes, of course. So my, the concept of peace, I got to start by telling you what the definition I use. Peace is wholeness, completeness, nothing missing, nothing broken, totality. Now, when you think about peace in those terms, you realize that everybody can live at peace whole, complete, nothing missing, nothing broken, totality. Most times when I say the word peace, people think, oh, zen-like state, you know, but everything's in there. Stress is in there. There is definitely the zen nature's in there, but everything's in there to make us whole and complete. So that's our definition of peace. And my my goal is to to model, to teach for people how to live in this state, state, in this place of completeness every day, accepting that whatever shows up in your life has shown up for one very important reason. And that reason is to bow down and serve you as you consciously create the life of your dreams. Wow, that is very, very, very powerful. 
Now, I understand that you came from a background that was not exactly peaceful. Yeah. How did you find your way to peace in that way? Yeah. So, and again, you know, my background had a lot of stuff in it. It was whole, right? Not in the way, you know, I would tell people it was not the Leave It to Beaver, which happened to be my favorite show when I was a kid. <laughs> it was not the Leave It to Beaver. Um, I grew up, on, uh, well, I was born on the South Side of Chicago and had grew up into poverty and had some bouts of homelessness and all that comes with that. But through it all, I had a wonderful mom and two wonderful siblings. And that journey grew us closer together. My mom had the wisdom to have us, it didn't seem like wisdom at the time, but I know now that it was wisdom, that no matter what our life situation was, we were in church on Sunday and we were in church on Saturday because we went to a New Thought Church on Saturdays. And nobody from the New Thought Church knew that we went to a Pentecostal church on Sundays. So I think that mixture of just hearing it, you know, from this ear and this ear all of the time and kind of piecing stuff together led me to know that even though I didn't have words for it, that forgiveness was going to be necessary for a life of greatness. Forgiveness, gratitude, all of that was going to have to be necessary for me to pull out the love in myself and find love in the world. Oh my gosh, what a beautiful story. You know, I go to a Unity Church here in Kansas City, Missouri. It's Unity Temple on the Plaza. And I just love the New Thought movement that teaches that our thoughts create our reality, that we are responsible for all of our feelings, et cetera, et cetera. And um, so working through forgiveness, well, what did you find that you needed to forgive? First of all, myself, right? Because the way we choose, and it is a choice, the way we choose to look at the world really formulates the world that we'll live in. So I had to become very comfortable with saying, I chose to see it that way. It may have been hard, right? But I I gave everything in my life the meaning that it has. And each and every one of us do that all of the time. You know, we give our lives, the every incident in our life, the meaning that it has. So for those things that I attached pain to, I went back and forgave myself for that. I said, you know, in, in my ignorance, I thought this thing came to destroy me, or this event or this person was against me. Not realizing that life, this journey called life, is full of these amazing challenges that help us to grow. That's what they're really there for. Even if they seem like they're hurting, it's like, I'm going to help you grow. I'm going to help you get to the, your next level of greatness if you'll be willing to see this challenge as a challenge and not the end of all of your happiness. Is that something your mother taught you? I think indirectly, yes, um, because she always had this, you know, we can do it, you can do it, um, keep, your, keep your chin up kind of disposition, keep your chin up, stay focused on the goal, no matter what our physical senses are telling us is going on, we determine our fate from the inside out. Oh, that's messaging. Yeah. And that's kind of what your, your book, um, Foundation, uh, Freedom is Your Birthright, yeah. is about. Yeah. Is creating that. Would you like to explain yeah. about your book and why you wrote it? Yes, yes. I want to say this. I wrote it purposely as this tiny little book. I wanted it to be under 100 pages and I made it because I really want people to go from cover to cover and remember what they learned, actually use it as a how-to guide, how to get through this patch, whatever the patch is in your life, right? 
because we are free to make whatever that difficult situation is, we're free to give it the meaning. But we got to realize that first, we're free. We decide that. And there's something I tell people that if you look in the Bible when um, God tells Adam to, to name everything, right? You name it. You give it the meaning that it has. You know, you look at the situation and you give it the meaning. And that's part of being free, internally free. It doesn't mean that it doesn't hurt. It means that you give it all the meaning. Accepting that is the first step to, to living a life of peace, wholeness, completeness, nothing missing, nothing broken. And being in that space where you say, you know what, even though I don't desire this, this that has shown up, I'm going to be able to use it to get to my next level of greatness. Oh, I love that. But yeah, we first have to, we have to name it and claim it and just yeah. identify what that is and what it is for us. Right. What it is for us. It has different, this, the same person experiencing this, you know, two different people experiencing the same thing. It means something different in each person's journey, right? Yeah, it's amazing. Absolutely. Well, I know to me, this whole COVID chapter, the coronavirus chapter, to me is it means a chance to connect with others, a chance to look at what's essential and what is not essential. But to others, they look at it as something is they're being lied to or it's robbing them of freedom in some way. But it's all in how we look at it. I call it the incubator of change. Yes, it is. Oh, that's a incubator lo- of change, right? And so, and as with any change, right, it's difficult. It is difficult. And, you know, no doubt this has been difficult. I've been a pharmacist for 30 years. I work in a hospital and it has been difficult, but we got to think this is, we're changing. We're going into something new and this something new has the potential to be amazing. We've got to be willing to embrace it. We're changing. We are changing. We are changing and we can just, we can choose what that is going to be. Yeah. And it is painful. Right, and what it's going to look like in our life, right? You say, when I come out on the other side of this, I will be changed, and I will be changed for the better if that's what I choose. Right, absolutely. What's like a, a butterfly when it's in the cocoon, it completely dissolves mm-hmm. and then yeah. begins to reform. Isn't that amazing? And you know, we, we think of nothing, change is challenging because we as humans, we like consistency, we like to fool ourselves and think that we have certainty. We do not. We don't know the next moment. We're always surprised. Even if it's ordinary, we should be surprised by that, right? That, oh, it it seems to be ordinary, right? (laughs) So we like to fool ourselves into believing that, yes, I know everything. We don't. And so getting comfortable with this idea that life is evolving and I am evolving too, and I have some choice in this matter. I have some choice here. And exercising the choice that I have is to give everything the meaning that it has. I do that. You do that. Every listener, every viewer does that for themselves. Oh, I love that. And when that's part of the, the forgiveness, isn't it? Oh, yes. Um, you know, Christy, forgiveness is one of my favorite. I'm, I'm working on a book, Forgiveness, now. And I got to tell you that uh, forgiveness is so amazing. It's an amazing tool that is so underused or it's underappreciated when, it, when it's used. You know, it's two words, for, for and give, right? So I tell people when they tell me that they're having a difficult time forgiving people, I said, here's what I want you to do. Break those two words up. I'm going to give up something, anger, right, for this so that I can achieve this. I'm going to give up anger so that I can achieve 
I don't know, maybe uh, a promotion on my job because my attitude would change or maybe a happier marriage or maybe a health goal. I'm going to give up the anger, the whatever the thing I need to give up so I can make space inside of myself to receive something in its place. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, it's it's a beautiful process that we, again, a powerful tool that we have, right, to realize our next level of greatness if we use it. It's not, It's never for the other person. It's really all about us. And when we change, everything around us changes, everything. When we decide to change, we have to do that work. Oh, wow. Absolutely. You know, happiness is an inside job. Mm-hmm. And forgiveness is an inside job as well. <laughs> yeah, right. So much work. You know, I used to cringe sometimes when I would hear people say, you got to do the work. You gotta, I'm like, what are they talking about? But it really is work. Mm-hmm. It's the best job you'll ever have. You're doing a job on yourself. It's amazing. Yeah, and the rewards are huge. You see them immediately when you start to transform like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's not that I was reading something. I was on a show. I can't think of whose show it was, but it was so amazing. And she was telling me she had had some time with some famous person. And she asked him this question. She goes, I want to be like you. I don't know. He was like a Zen master or something, some amazing in the personality. And he asked her, what does that mean? What do you mean you want to be like me? She goes, you don't seem to get frustrated. And you, you know, you, you're, you seem to be pretty even. He goes, no, I, I'm, I'm human just like you. I have highs and lows, I'm happy and sad, angry and mad. I just don't stay in those states as long as other people because I'm working on myself. So that emotion comes. I, I, I look it in the face. I say, oh, that's anger. And I let it just float away. Mm. Right? Well, beautiful. But we're all working towards that, right? <laughs> <laughs> we are. And we're having some, um, some lessons coming up for us right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, around really. us. Yeah. You know, this whole COVID chapter has been extremely stressful for everybody. And you actually work quite a bit with stress and on stress and, and talk about it in your work. Um, so why, why do you focus on stress? Why is it something that we need to address and look at? In 30 years of being a pharmacist, I've done everything, worked as a consultant. And I, the terror that's when I used to sit down with patients and tell them, oh, you need to learn how to manage your stress. And the blood would just drain from their face because just hearing that statement, I realized, made them more stressful, mm-hmm. right? Because there's all like, this huge to-do list. And you're like, I, my to-do list is making me stressful and now you want me to do something else. So I realized that that's not actually the key. And then we had, you know, we have all these medications to help manage stress. And we do have lots of wonderful, wonderful modalities for stress management, prayer, meditation, you know, earthing or grounding, all of these things that help with stress. But I realized that there was something that I had not seen. And it made me start doing my own little research and talking to my patient uh, population. And that is looking at stress as a resource. How so? How does that work? Because it's 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 abundant, right? And so there is no shortage of stress. It's everywhere, right? So you could either say that I have all this useless energy called stress, and it's, I'm just going to let it pile up there, and there's so much of it there. Or you could look at that and say, wow, that's a lot of energy there. 
And if I really look at it, the way stress feels in the body or acts in the body, what it does chemically is the same thing that excitement does. It's just I've attached something negative to it emotionally, right? Cortisol levels are up, you know, and I could be excited if I flip the energy. So I started working with the transmutation of energy and saying, you know, here stress is uh, saps you of your life energy. But if we could transmute that energy into life-affirming, creative energy, how could we do that? And it's still energy. Everything is energy, right? It's just how we use it. So I just started talking to my, working on myself, working with my patient population, saying, okay, first thing, let's be aware when we're stressed. Because a lot of times we don't even know when we're stressed until we get to the breaking point. Because we don't stay in tune with what's going on in our bodies. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're out of our bodies all of the time. We're somewhere else. And then we go back and check on ourselves and we are in a complete state. You know, we're like, how did I get that way? I'm at 10. And in the background, there was this little virus called stress, you know, deprogramming our systems for peace. And we weren't paying any attention. So learning how to do body scans and checking on your in your area and say, where do I feel tension? What's bothering me here? You know, ah, oh, you know, I have some tension in the back of my head. What's that about? Or I'm thinking about my finances or about my health. Oh, just paying attention to it, not looking for answers, just watching it and becoming comfortable in the body. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. And does that help us identify the stress triggers or, or are there other ways? Yeah, okay. it, helps, it helps us to me in a very organic, um, less textbook a very organic way to identify, oh, when I get around this person, I notice that I start to tense up a little bit. What's that all about? What's that all about? And we start becoming curious, right? Once we start to become curious, we become less anxious. Still energy. We're transmuting anxiety in energy into curiosity. Remember being a curious kid, you know, curious George the monkey, all the fun that he had. Once we become curious, now we start to move into this play. Play is fun. It changes how we view life. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm curious how this is going to work out. I'm curious as to why every time I get around this individual, I get nervous. What is it about that person? What is it about me? You become inquisitive. Now we're changing how stress is acting in the body. Same event, but because we're aware of it and we start watching it, it's a trigger, but now we've turned it into almost almost like a hide and seek game, figuring out what is going on here and why is it going on with no pressure, you know, being okay if we can't find the answer. After a while, our mind and our ego will settle down and it'll drift off to the next thing. Did you know that Radiate Wellness has a subscription-based premium content Facebook group? Think of it like the premium version of this free podcast. In this premium Facebook group, you can find great content like replays of online classes, meditations on angels, chakras, mindfulness, and more, guest speakers, mini classes, polls, plus you'll be the first to know of guests that we have scheduled for the podcast and can submit questions for them. You get all of this great content for one low monthly price and the first month is half off. You can subscribe by going to radiatewellnesscommunity.com slash shop. Click the subscriptions button and you're in.
Also, while I have your attention, wherever you're listening to this free podcast, if you could just do us a couple of favors, please. One is go to hit the subscribe or follow button. Then you'll be notified of all of the episodes we have coming out each week. Also, please rate and review. It sounds really simple, but it helps us to grow our audience when people are looking for great podcasts. And when we grow our audience, we can do bigger and better things and bring you even more great guests. So please do those couple of things, and that will help us grow this audience and this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Now, so how has doing this work transformed you? Amazingly so. I like I was I've never been a type A personality, but I was a person who ruminated and I didn't realize that until I started working on my uh, just staying staying present in my body and realizing that how tension moved in my body and my thoughts as I was alone driving in my car that I'm thinking about something that was said at eight o'clock in the morning. I said, Oh, that's rumination and that's stressful. And so it helped me to learn to let go. And I just started watching that behavior without judging, without blaming, without condemnation to say, oh, why why are you still thinking about something that happened at eight o'clock in the morning that has no bearing at 4.30? And just start questioning myself. Eventually, the ego got tired of trying to answer all these questions. It would just leave the thought alone. (laughs) (laughs) Now, what what does this stress, what does this rumination do, do to us? How does that affect Oh, it, it ruins our life. It takes us out of the present moment, right? And the present moment, as we all know, is the place of our most powerful, uh, our most power is in this moment right now. We have no power over the past. It is the past. It is unchangeable, right? And we don't know tomorrow. We have no power over tomorrow except for to do the best we can in this moment. That's how we control some of the outcomes for the next moment, not by worrying about the next moment and creating anxiety. So rumination was always dragging me back to the past, right? Where where there was no power at all. And sometimes the past felt so wonderful and warm, and other times it was so scary and bitter. But either way, I had no power there. My power was in the present moment. So learning to play these. I call them games with myself, you know, and stay in this play like because play energy is so much fun, right? If I told people that, you know, I want you to get dressed and and meet me at the office at eight o'clock, we're going to play all day. They wouldn't mind coming in. Right. Absolutely. You're going to play all day. I work in a hospital and I tell you over the years, I would say to myself, okay, I get to go in here and play, play like being a pharmacist. I get all, you know, just, really change the dynamics. It may be a 14-hour day, but I get to play all day. I get to read some interesting articles. Just changing the way that we look at everything changes the way the world responds to us. And that decreases our stress level. Because when those cortisol levels go up with stress, our creativity goes down. Our problem-solving skills go down, right? Our, we already know the more stressful we get, the less socially desirable we are. Right? <laughs> I, I, and I say it that way because I work with people sometimes and say, you know, I'm at my best under stress. I'm like, mm, no, <laughs> you may have your best outcomes. 
am, right? So when we're under this type of stress, you know, we we lose a lot. We lose a lot of those skill sets that really make for great human connection. And this journey is about human connection. It is, isn't it? How we learn, yeah. And we for yeah we're, we we get away from that with so much division going on around us and so much yeah. strife at us versus them and uh. yeah that whole mindset of us versus them it's only us there is only us right in you I see parts of myself in you whether we know it or not right and the thing I I love to tell people is the most annoying thing that you see in someone else is the really loving universe trying to point something out about you, but it knows that it wouldn't want to hurt you to say, Hey, this is you. So it shows you in somebody else. You say, Oh, I don't like that. And you're supposed to not dislike that individual. You're not supposed to dislike yourself. You're supposed to take that information back to the lab where you exist and say, Hmm, now why does that stick out to me? What again with this curiosity, why am I so interested in the way he or she does that? And if you're really honest, we'll say, oh, I see that maybe I'm a little judgmental or I'm a little rude or I'm a little unforgiving with no shame, with no blame, no condemnation. You say, ah, I, I choose to release that. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. That is beautiful. Um, well, I noticed in some of your some of your materials, I was just reading your background and everything. Um it mentions, points to three easy steps to turn stress into these peaceful moments. Can you oh, those steps? Yes. So we're going to talk about awareness first. And um, as, I, as I evolve as a person, I evolve in the way that I present information. And right now, awareness is so important. We're in this pandemic. Awareness is the key to helping to really stop stress in its tracks before it goes in and undermines your whole system you know your systems are starting to break down your tolerance your patience you're just starting to melt so if you stay aware you can really halt stress at the very beginning and start transmuting that energy into life affirming creative energy now how to stay aware how do we do that well we have this amazing tool called the five senses and believe it or not part of their goal is to keep you in the moment this whole body, this vehicle that we call a body, is meant to serve us. And so with, with our hearing, our sight, our taste, our touch, all of that is in the present moment. We can't taste something in the future. We taste it now, right? But being present in that whole thing, whether it's, you know, I don't care what it is, you know, it could be filet mignon or it could be a lemon pound cake. It doesn't matter. Slow down. Feel the texture smell the fragrance, wherever you are. You could be in what someone would say the worst environment ever. I remember being somewhere in in an inner city area and there was this uh, beautiful like little weed. I guess you would call a weed to me. It looked like a flower, but it was growing in the crack of the sidewalk. And because I was practicing being present, I noticed it and it changed my whole mood that in this busy a metropolitan area, no one had stepped on that. No one had crushed that. It was still growing in between the sidewalk. It was beautiful. So staying present in awareness, using your five senses, always asking yourself, what am I smelling right now? What am I hearing right now? 
Oh my gosh, what am I tasting right now? Whatever it is, use that to catapult you to the now. That will minimize your stress because whatever you're stressed about usually is about what you think is going to happen or what you think happened, right? Exactly. So that's the number one, that's the number one thing right there is the awareness. And then we have to talk about gratitude. And I like to say active gratitude, not just gratitude, not just platitude, right? (laughs) Oh, I'm grateful for this. But active gratitude is when we we talked a minute ago about doing the work. Mm -hmm. So active gratitude is a work exercise. And I just, oh, I just, oh, here, I'll show you. I have it here. Wonderful. (laughs) I keep an index card with me every morning. It's the first thing. And I write down three things that I'm grateful for. Mm-hmm. And those three things become my focal point. That's my work as I'm getting ready doing the morning because I need to now get excited about one, two, three things. And I mean, I need to get charged. I need to move energy from the sole of my feet to the crown of my head and just excitement, start moving those mar- uh, those uh, molecules and get my whole body jazzed and excited. And I do that because I'm free to do that. I'm free to do. Do you know that with a thought we can make ourselves so angry, so sad? We've we've seen that, right? You sit in a scary movie and all of a sudden you're petrified. You're in a you're in a movie theater. <laughs> right? Twenty dollars worth of you know seats and popcorn, you're very, very safe, right? So some small thing can change the way our whole body chemistry reacts. You go home from that movie and you're having nightmares because of image, right? We have that control over ourselves. So I use this three, three different things every morning I write down that I'm grateful for. And I become supercharged and excited about them before I leave my house. Because guess what I know? That before I, before I return to my house, something's going to happen to cause me to be stressed. And in the, in, when, the, when the cortisol levels start rising up, remember my ability to think, create, creatively decreases. I may not be able to think of my tools, but I grab this card and my body is so intelligent. It's just the machine. It remembers that when you read item number one, you smiled. So all of a sudden you start reading item number one and you start smiling, right? And that reduces the cortisol levels, right? What we do with this face, how we move these muscles here, reduce cortisol levels. So active gratitude is so very important. Get excited. Don't just say I'm grateful for it. I mean, get excited for it. Like it was saving your life. Like it was buying you a Mercedes or something. Get excited about it. And then another one I'd like to give everyone is breathing. I know we take it for granted that we're breathing, but oftentimes I caught myself in stressful situations clenching my fist, trying to hold on to something, right? Not letting anything out and holding my breath. Mm-hmm. How, right? Mm-hmm. How <laughs> we got to keep things moving. So practice deep breathing often, you know, sucking in air, bringing in air. Um, I, I do a breath works with open mouth, but you can do it through your nose, but when you extend the belly as far as you can and you, exhale and you're pushing in the belly where the belly button is going all the way back to the spine. Deep breathing reduces cortisol levels. Amazing. Yeah. It calms the vagal, the vagal nerve and gets you out of stress. Yes. 
Yeah, and it's so, and here it is in this amazing machine we, we know as a body, it is designed to take care of us. Exactly. Right? It's designed to do this. It's designed to take care of us. We just forget. And a lot of the stuff you know, we know intuitively. If you watch how infants breathe and that their belly rises and falls, they know this. Yes. No one's taught them. They just know this is how, this is the proper way to breathe, right? Mm-hmm. We get stressed and we forget. But if we start practicing, it becomes second nature and we'll find that stress will always be with us. It is an abundant resource, whether or not you're stressed about job loss or a new baby or a new job or a new or a wedding. Some of those things we want to happen, but they're still stressful. My neighbor just told me that her son's wedding was postponed to next year because of coronavirus, right? She was stressed when there was a wedding. It was going to be this month. Now she's stressed when there's going to be a wedding next year, right? It's a wedding, but it's, it's, it's a fun event. You're happy to do it, but there's still stress. So there's happy stress and there's sad stress. There's an abundance of stress. And when we learn how to use stress as a resource, right. we won't fear it as much. I love this because there is a lot of energy in stress and there's just a lot of, a tremendous amount of energy in stress. What do we want to do with that energy? Mm-hmm. We can use it to spiral down or we can use it to put energy behind what yeah. we want to do and what we need to do, what we want to create. Right. And it, and it takes a little practice. So be kind and gentle to yourself, but you'll realize it, it, everything is energy. It's energy. Everything is energy. What you do, you are free to do whatever you want with this energy. You know, I talk about medication. I'm a pharmacist. I said, you know, this pill could save your life. If used properly, this same pill could end your life. If used recklessly. Right. Absolutely. Same same thing with, with energy, with stress. This energy right here could turn into stress and decrease your health, you know, uh, high blood pressure, sleepless nights, or this event right here, you could transmute that energy into life-affirming energy and go out and create the life of your dreams because you're energetically charged always. Right, right, absolutely. And And it's our choice. We get to choose that. We really are free and no one can put limits on that freedom. I don't care if, if there are laws. I don't care if there are restrictions. I don't care if there are, are rules. We obey all of those, but no one takes our inner freedom. Nobody takes our inner peace. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that so, you know, that, I think that's this whole journey of life if, is for us to really stand in that and remember that. That no matter what, you know, we were talking a little bit about, um, you know, Unity Church, which I absolutely love. But, you know, one of the things that um, that Jesus said is he's being crucified. Nobody, nobody, no man takes my life. Right. Right. I lie it down. Right. So that's with this with this journey that we're on too. no one can with any situation change the way that you see the world. You must I must decide that, oh, this is the event that I'm going to say change my whole life for the, for the worse. No, don't do that. Mm-hmm. Do not throw in the towel. Absolutely. No, we have that choice and that freedom, mm-hmm. uh, which is why you wrote Freedom is Your Birthright. Yeah. And I would like to talk about um, your website, how people can 
hear your show and find your books and find your work? Yes. Well, first and foremost, please listen to my show, The Everyday Peace Show with Dr. Drayvon James. We're on Mondays at uh, 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Unity Online Radio Show Network. If you missed the show, you can always go there and get archives of the show. Um, you, my website is www.drdrdrayvon, and that's D R A. B is in victory, onjames.com, drdravonjames.com. I am teaching a course which may be free, pandemic, and of course the pandemic is still going on, so I encourage you to check it out. It's on the Institute for for Lifelong Learning, Mm -hmm. and the name of the course is the 2020 Clarity Course. Because Wonderful. wherever you're going to go in your life, you're going to need vision. Vision to know you want to get there and vision for you to get there, to know the pathway to take there. So it talks about understanding yourself and understanding how to recognize your pathways. And so that's at the Institute for, um, I'm sorry, Institute for Leadership and Lifelong Learning. I know I forgot an L. So it's the Inst- Institute for Leadership and Lifelong Learning. And they're offering a, a lot of free courses as a way to help people during this COVID-19, give you something, challenge, help you learn and grow. And then you can also email me. People email me. and I love to get emails. And you can reach me at info at drdravonjames.com and it's the same as the website d r d r a b for victory o n james.com wonderful you also have a, a facebook a facebook i do Yep, it's a Facebook also uh, everyday piece. I have Instagram everyday piece. I'm on LinkedIn under Drayvon James. And I love connecting with people. I would say I'd be out um, doing keynote speaking and workshops, but uh, I'll be doing those virtually for a little while. But if you're looking for a speaker, please contact me. I love teaching people how to see ordinary circumstances and not so ordinary circumstances in a way that benefits their level of growth and development. So they can next level themselves to where they want to be. Each and every one of us is free to do with this particular moment in our life, whatever we want to do with it. And that's so important. That's the whole message is learning how to use everything that shows up in your life to help you get to the next level of greatness. Mm-hmm. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. And you certainly have a lot of resources to help people with that. Um, from your book to, well, this the book is going to be a series eventually. It is. I'm working on book number two. Yes. So it's called the Stepping Stone series. And I started with freedom because if you don't believe that you are free and obligated, free and obligated, right? freedom always comes at a price. So you're free and obligated to direct the path of your life. If you don't first believe that, then you'll not be able to use any of the other tools. So the very next tool we're working on is uh, forgiveness. And again, I'm shooting for a book that's under 100 pages because I want you to remember chapter one when you get to the last page. I want you to be in there and say, oh my goodness, I read it half, you know, on a train ride to work. I got it. I got stuff circled. I want to start putting, implementing these things into my life um, Right away, it's not just for you know uh, to 
uh, spout out theories. This is to help us change our life and move in the direction of our dreams and goals. Wow, that is beautiful. When when do you expect the second book to be out? Oh, I'd like to say tomorrow because I've been working on it for a while. But I told myself that I will be done by the end of the summer, this summer. I will be done by the end of the summer. So I, I, I'm not far from being done. But, you know, when you're, I'm working in the hospital and right now I got derailed with COVID-19. And, but I'm giving myself to before Labor Day, this book will be finished. <laughs> Wonderful. Good. I know. I know it's really hard. This uh, this whole chapter of coronavirus has thrown us for a loop, and we're just having to improvise and keep our sights on what we want to create in our lives, and uh, let everything else just, you know, just work through the stress, work through the different uh, challenges that this presents. But so, thank you so much, Dr. James. I really appreciate it. And I want you to please stay healthy. We need you. Oh, thank you. You too. You too. We can do it. We can do it. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's been really enlightening. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. Yes. Radiate Wellness is a community of holistic and alternative healers and consultants based in the Kansas City area dedicated to helping you create spiritual, energetic, and physical well-being. To learn more about our practitioners, services, classes, and events, or to schedule an appointment, visit us at radiatewellnesscommunity.com. I'm Rachel Corpus, an angel communicator, psychic medium, and host of the Angel Talk podcast. This show is meant to help you remember who you are, a limitless being with shoes and socks on. And along the way, we'll connect to people on the other side and experts in the field like authors, healers, animal communicators, and more. Listen to all my shows at Mind Body Spirit FM or wherever you get your podcasts.